is Gutterball. The Lebowski Deepcast. It does kind of remind me of like the line art of Picasso. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. Why don't we keep the whole million? Providing insight. This reminds me of uh, Walmart.horse. Commentary. Don't puff your chest out all hot saucily. And conjecture. The Supreme Court has <laughs> roundly rejected prior <laughs> restraint. <laughs> Gutterball. Here we are. <laughs> we live. We've done it. That's it. Started out with some good, wholesome laughter and enthusiasm. That's the way to start an episode. Hook the audience right in just with the emotion. I right on it. some kind of inside joke that they're not privy to. <laughs> but it's kind of like, oh, they're having so much fun. I want to join in. I'm going to keep listening. I think past, you're on the past bad the first 10 seconds. You're on the bad internet. It's cutting in and out. Oh shit. I bet you're fucking right. Motherfucker. I am. Well, All here, right. I'll I'll wait here. You wait there. So this should work out fine. It'll be cool. They'll never know. Well, they'll know because this is still part of the episode. Right, we're talking about it right now. That's but, true. But I mean, I should be able to switch internets. We reconnect, but like the audio just, it should work fine, right? It should be fine. All right, here we go. I'm going to do it. I'll just say something while you go away. All right, here I go. I mean, I have a lot to say about this episode. Let's face it. Actually, I don't have that much to say about this episode. Mostly what I have to say is about death and destruction and all of the horrible things about life. But that should be cool, right? We can parlay into our second podcast that's all about, you know, the the gnarly and dark little edges and corners of life. Know what I'm saying? Hello? I'll no? take your silence on? as a yes. Because you do know what I'm saying. Although I've experienced... I'm thinking about this. I've experienced very little death in my life. Very little death. Okay. But de- you know it stalks uh, us. Oh, you're doing death stock talks? I'm I'm back in now. No, I of know. Of course. What else would we uh, fill it in with other than some death stalking, right? Everybody loves a little death stalking. I've just been thinking about it, but I haven't... There hasn't been too much death in my life. Lots of animals, mostly animals, you know? Yeah. We got the pet cemetery out there. There's five cats buried. One got, I think, chewed up by a fox. We heard it's, like, screeching. The screen fell out of the window in our bathroom. Lewis was his name. He was an adorable little cat, but he peed everywhere, so it's like, well, you was know. Was this, eh. like, back in the days on the family farm, or was this recent in your no, urban the, life? Yeah, this is, like, a couple years ago, two, three years ago. Okay. Uh, We had the window open in the bathroom, and the screen's not, like, too tight in there, and he, like, jumped up in the windowsill, the screen fell out, he jumped out, I think we heard him, like, scramble towards the edge of the woods, and, like, like, there's a little sort of fence there, like metal, not a chain link fence, but some grating, like chicken chicken wire. We heard a little noise there, and then he was just gone. It's like, fuck. 
Lewis, Lewis, you know, I'm calling him. I'm out there in the woods with flashlights. Hours I'm out there, like, running around. There's a storm drain right next to our house. Uh, I crawled into it. Because that seemed to be the direction he would have gone when he probably got frightened when he fell out of the window. Like, boom, right into the woods. And I crawled into the storm drain. But what was kind of upsetting is that there's like a big chamber there. It's like any episode of The Walking Dead where they climb down into a storm drain. It looked exactly right. like that, right? Wow, okay, yeah. So yeah. I crawled in there with my flashlight. What was upsetting, though, is there was a like a two-by-six like extending from like once you got 20 feet into the storm drain, it opened up into the chamber and there was a two by six extending over into the next tunnel to go over some water. Meaning like, Oh, so like you could like do like a walk along the two by six, right? Meaning people are in there. This is 20 feet from my house. Mind you, people are climbing around in there. And I'm like, fuck, Lewis, Lewis, <laughs> crawled Jesus. across the two by six, doot, 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 doot. you know, in there, it's like midnight, went down all the way through, like underneath the yard, out into the back area till I reached the next point where there was a, like a grate, you have these grates that go up to the surface, I went all in there, he wasn't there, but we heard this awful screeching at one point during the night and I think that was like a fox or a coyote like eating him. So yeah. you so you're just going based on that audio clue. Just on the audio clue. You never so recovered the carcass. There was no carcass to be had. Okay. It was a shame. He was a rescue, you know, but mm-hmm, he was a mm-hmm. he was a wild wild child. Right. He lived the he died the way he lived, really. He died the way he lived. He didn't have a lot of time, but you know, he made the most of his time, I guess. Uh he always wanted he, to be away. He's a, he he died a free cat to the end. He did. He fucking did. Speaking of being a wild child. Now, I wasn't really a wild child, but I was thinking about this today. I was more of a trying to figure out the best term to describe my young, like, four to ten-year-old self, maybe four to twelve-year-old self. Okay. I think rascal. Rascal, okay. I was, a, I was a bit of a rascal, I think. We went to, just because we're talking about death, we visited our cousins out in Las Vegas. Now, going... From Pennsylvania to Las Vegas is a dramatic change. Very different environment, you know. It seemed incredibly exotic. There were slot Mm -hmm. machines. There were lizards. It was really hot, you know. Incredibly hot. We were there in the summer, like in Mm -hmm. July. Mm Mm-hmm. Fucking hot out there, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like it's a dry heat, though. It's a, it's a which dry Which is something heat. you don't experience ever in PA. No. It's only moist. It's a moist cold and a moist heat. Always with the moisture. Why does it have to be so fucking moist all the time? I guess because we're nearer to the ocean? I don't know. We've got the Great Lakes on one side and the ocean on the other side. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. 
we went on this, um, now my cousin John, I guess he's my cousin. I think that's how you refer to him. But he's like 70 something. So he's significantly older. It's more like an uncle. I just called okay. him Uncle John. Sure, yeah. We went driving around. He had a Suzuki Samurai. Remember those vehicles? Um, no, you're going to have to let me know exactly what that is. It's I, like I've a, heard that term, but I don't know what it is. Suzuki? Isuzu? Maybe it was an Isuzu. I have the all of the collected information of the world at my fingertips, and I still don't know. So is this like a quad runner type thing or is this like a pickup truck no it's like a jeep it's basically like a, a jeep. jeep okay yeah it's open you know it's got whatever roll bars you know but it's open all around so we're in the southwest and we take this god damn it suzuki samurai isuzu samurai samurai vehicle this didn't take long did it yeah that's it Famously unsafe. That's the first result. <laughs> Suzuki Samurai. It's a Suzuki. Famously unsafe Suzuki Samurai. Anyway, it could, like, drive over boulders and shit. So we went, like, roughnecking out through the desert, like, over rocks and boulders. Mm-hmm. And, like, you had to go very slowly, like, and, like, the axle. It's like, how is the axle not snapping in half? That kind of shit. Like, out in the middle of nowhere, um, up over the mountain range, out into the, the wastelands. Yeah, see, this is the type of stuff you can do out there. Right. You I can't fucking do that. love it. Again, in PA, like, granted, PA can be so It's rural. weird. It's weird. It's very weird. Like, you say, oh, it's so rural. Like, you can go out and, you know, I can drive 20 minutes from my house through 20 minutes of nothingness, get to like a little state park, get outside and like you can smell like the air is different. You don't hear anything but nature. And it, it's it really is an amazing experience. Like you can feel that. And it's like, I don't know. It almost feels like something is pulling you in all directions simultaneously, like in a good way. Right. Or it's just only the a good opposite way. of being like pressed down, maybe. Yeah. Right, right. It's amazing. And you can experience that here, but really, oh my God, like the, even in this rural area, like the traffic, like, oh, just driving from one little town to another, there's like a shitload of cars on the road. There's a fucking stoplight, and then you got to wait like three and a half minutes to get through it. Yes. Who the fuck are all these people? You go out there, you go out west. Oh, man. There's truly nothing. You can drive for three hours and not see another car. I've death, done it. Death is right around the next boulder. Yeah, potentially, it's like always your car breaks down. It's like, fuck, this is a serious, possibly life threatening situation right now. And in Pennsylvania, and this is where the moisture comes back into play. Like in Pennsylvania, if that happened, yeah, you can be like way the fuck out there. And if your car breaks down in the middle of the wilderness, yeah, that's a problem. But there's water, you know? Right, yeah. You could always go and, like, suck water out of, like, a little stream or some shit. A little babbling brook. Right. Or if it'll you, just rain. Or it'll, right, <laughs> it'll fucking rain. Or you can just open your mouth and, like, water will come into it somehow. Just mm-hmm. from the humidity. But, like, in the southwest, 
if your car fucking breaks down, you might die like within two days if you're not found. And this was, you know, before cell phones. We didn't have any fucking cell phones. You know, we're just out there. What if the axle did break? We like tried to drive over too big of a boulder. What would we have done? Well, even if there is cell phones, there's no towers out there anyway. I mean, there might be, you might be able to climb to the top of a tall mesa or rock or something and get a little coverage, but fuck, man. Back then, that wasn't even a possibility. Like, if it was a movie about it, you would have to, like, introduce the idea of a cell phone and having no coverage, and you'd be, Mm -hmm, like, lifting mm -hmm. it up high and, like, ooh, do I get one little tick off my... But that, that wasn't even in play. But anyway, so we drove over all these mountains, we saw... Some crazy ass, like, steer, like a white steer, humongous, like some sort of Brahma bull or some shit. He's just mm-hmm. there, like, wandering around. Holy fuck, he's 20 feet away. He's right there. What is he doing here? Is this some, like, rancher's cattle that has wandered off? He's got giant horns. Like, if he decided to fuck with us, we would be in trouble. But he's just there, kind of like... What are you doing? Okay, drive on. We saw these, um, like, fucking, uh, like, donkeys? Giant penises these donkeys have, Brad. Mm. They came right up to the car. They're rubbing on the rear view mirror, not the rear, the side mirror, like, right up on the car. I remember my uncle's like, hey, how you doing? Big boy, because his like giant penis was just hanging down. I swear it was three feet long. It was humongous. I was an adolescent, so my memory and my like right. scale might be a little bit off, but it seemed like it was three feet long. Like we all had a good laugh about the size of this donkey's penis. Kept going. We were heading towards Death Valley. So. Now, Death Valley. Have you been to Death Valley? I have not been to Death Valley. It's one of the many places I have not been to. Grand Canyon? I haven't been to the Grand Canyon. Nope. That okay. We may um, remedy that soon, but we have not. I've not been there. Good, you should. But I've been to both. Now, we just recently went to the Grand Canyon because when I was younger, we went out a separate trip to the Southwest and my brother, his name is David. You might know him was 15 at the time. I guess I was like 12 or like 14 and 11, something like that. Anyway, he was in that period where he was having his male period with all the hormones and just Mm -hmm. didn't want to do anything. And we were in Zion national park, which is fucking incredible. We were like three hours away from the Grand Canyon and we didn't go see it because he was being such a turd and wanted to like hang out at the tent across the way where there was a hot girl that was about his age. So we didn't go. That's. I don't know. You you think the hot girl trumps the Grand Canyon? It's hard to say. <laughs> depends on how hot she is. is that it depends saying? on. <laughs> I mean, what is the? Well, how is it hard to say? <laughs> well, it, so one, you have to consider the age. Fourteen to fifteen. You have to, which, which you know. I mean, throbbing hot girls hormones are very important. Penises are to, hard all the time. You have to consider that you know 
he's you know back at the farm right like back at the farm you don't have pickings are slim yeah so how are you gonna keep them down on the farm once they've seen the hot girl in uh, zion national park exactly right and then so you know i could kind of see where he's coming from Right, but this is one of the. Old, this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity potentially. However, this is one of the natural wonders of the world we're talking well, about. You can always so we're hot girls. The, okay, you can okay. always see the grand. Now here's where it does not start to make sense. I would get bet that this quote hot girl end quote has nothing. May have had absolutely no interest in David. Nothing against David. I'm just no, saying no. you're 15. I don't know. I, I guess it depends, right? I wasn't there. I don't know. I okay, think it's very easy for a boy that age to like overestimate his chances. Okay. Th- see, that's very possible. And so then I you never... have to think, okay, I could sit around here kind of like a hmm. fool with this girl. That's ne- Nothing's ever going to freaking happen. But then again, it's kind of like, go for it, right? So I guess the question is, I don't know. I'm probably projecting a lot of my own insecurities and, like, issues onto this, right? Now, David was never insecure. Like, he was he was balls on. Mm-hmm. He was always in it. So my, I guess my question is... Balls on? What does that mean, if balls he, on? If he, if he had his balls on... <laughs> I hope he had if them his on. balls were turned Where else would to they 11, be? <laughs> and he could, and you know, he had tested the water, and he in had a now true he had objective sense that there was something going on. He there. had tested the water. He had already hung out with them, and it's like he had been in there, hung out. There was some chemistry. She had a brother. He liked her. He liked him. They was all like, it's good. We get along. They had, I think maybe had like gone off maybe a 20, 30 feet away and like had one on one time. So like this was the second, this was the second time where he was like, oh, she invited me back over. Like I'm going to, I want to go over there and not go to the Grand Canyon. I would do anything in my power to not go to the Grand Canyon. Right. Do that. Right. Fucking do that. Yes. yes. Grand Canyon. That's always going to be there. This odd girl is going to grow up. She'll forget me. Now is the time. Yeah, I can't really blame him, but I really Try looking her up on Facebook now. Hey, remember me? Right. <laughs> we were at up. the Zion National Park when we were both 15. Want to hang I, out? I Pick gave up, up where up the we gr- left off. I gave up the Grand Canyon for you. Can I see your Grand Canyon? I was disappointed because my libido hadn't kicked in yet, I right. guess. Well, even if it had kicked in, if you, you don't have a hot girl over there. There was just one. Nah, there was age. one. Right. Do you want to go see the Grand Canyon? And I would not have had any game, even for a girl my age. At that, I still yeah. don't have any game. So, H- Have you? So have you Never seen... had any game? No. Oh, that don't rub say, it in, man. Have you seen the Grand Canyon? Yes, yeah, so we just saw it like two years ago. Finally, okay. we went the fuck back out there and saw it. So but was it, that like a Vegas trip with a side trip to Grand Canyon type of thing, or like what was that trip like? Well, it was all. It was. I want to circle back to my cousin and finish out the uh, 
Suzuki Sim or a right. story, but yes, it was a Vegas trip to see our family. It was. Uh, oh, so Uncle- you went back to see uh, Uncle Charlie or whatever his name was. Well, um, who's we'll get not back with us anymore? I guess. We'll get back to Sensitive Uncle Charlie. Time. No, right. Uncle John, really cousin John, but yes, he's still around. He just drove a dump truck from Nevada <laughs> to Alaska, okay. so he is still he's going still strong. Um, we went to Vegas to see them and have a little family time, and they have a cabin out in the wilds of Utah. Oh, Utah so has we, some nice wilds. Oh my god. Holy shit. Cedar breaks. Um, fuck. It's crazy out there. It's just, every ten minutes you look at some feature of the landscape and your mind is fucking blown. It's insane. So they have a cabin out there, and we met them out there, but we took a detour from Vegas down into Arizona, went to the North Rim, so we could see the fucking Grand Canyon. Um, I feel like I've told this story before. Maybe not. But I had my camera with me. I wanted to get some B-roll of this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Get some nice footage. So I did that. We parked. We drove through its... You drive through desert and mountains, and then you're up in, like, forests. And then you arrive there, and you you park. And it's, there's this one little offshoot of the Grand Canyon, which is, like, mind-blowing in itself. But it's just, like, a tiny little... Tiny. It's, like, a thousand feet down or something. It's actually incredible, but just... It's on the edge of the parking lots. We parked there. I went off ahead to, like, because the sun was going down and I needed to get some sunset footage of the Grand Canyon. So I went off ahead. And um, my wife, Leslie, you might know her. Mm-hmm. And my daughter were there. And they stayed behind. They were doing some shit. I was out shooting, like, trying to get all the good shots I could get. And this, there's, a like, a lodge there on the edge of the cliff people everywhere there's a bar there's a restaurant you know there's cabins everywhere you can actually stay there it it's, seemed like an awesome place to spend a few days but this uh old lady was in one of these wooden chairs and fell over like fell back and smashed her head Ooh. and she was having a rough time and they had to call an ambulance anyway i'm out there for like 30 or 40 minutes and an ambulance comes and all of a sudden my wife you might know her. Her name is Leslie. And my daughter haven't seen me for like half an hour. Now, mind you, there's no like railings. If right. you're not careful, like you can fucking fall for a long time and then die and like tumble, like hit rocks and kind of splatter like your your meat balloon will pop and all your moisture will come out and then you'll die. Yes. It's very easy to do. Ugly um, bags of mostly water. Right. Smash. And so they hadn't seen me for like 45 minutes. And then an ambulance comes because that poor lady fell over. My daughter's freaking the fuck out because she is certain that I have fallen into the Grand Canyon and died. And <laughs> they're walking towards the lodge and my daughter's like, she sees a little bird. It's like, I wish that bird was daddy. 
But I'm walking towards them. It's like, I've got enough footage at this point. I'm walking back. It's like, oh, there you are. And she, like, runs to me and slams into me, hugging me. I'm like, what is your problem? We thought you fell into the Grand Canyon. And they were pointing to, like, the tiny little adorable, like, offshoot canyon that was right by the parking lot. I'm like, oh, you think that's the Grand Canyon? (laughs) That is kind of impressive. Come this way. And then you walk into the lodge, and the the front of it is just floor-to-ceiling windows, and the sun was setting. It's like, look at this. Nice. It's like, shit. And you can see, like, 70 miles away mountains in California. It's like, fuck. Wow. All that being said, back to the Suzuki Samurai, Death Valley is possibly even more impressive because, and this is what Cousin John told me, and I believe him, like, the Grand Canyon is something you need to see. Like, it's so vast. Mm-hmm. It's, it's difficult to process, but it's inaccessible, really. Like, you can stand on the edge of it and look at it. But something like Zion or Death Valley, like, you can get down in there and, like, right. experience it. Like, like climb up on rocks and shit. So this is what we did on that trip over the mountains in Vegas when I was, like, 10 or something. We got to one of these, um, you know, we Suzuki samurai our way up to the top of one of the mountains where there was an overlook. And being a little rascal, like I was, as soon as the car stopped, I jumped out and, like, ran down to the edge and jumped up onto a rock. And you, Like, these rocks have little, like, grits, like little pebbles and stones on them. It's like ball bearings. It's all ball bearings these days. So I jumped off, because I'm thinking, like, everything's safe. It wouldn't be here if it wasn't safe. I jumped onto this rock. I kind of skidded because it has all that little grit on it. Mm-hmm. You were kinda thinking f- these were like PA rocks. You did right. not. You were not ready for this. These I was not these ready dry for dry heat rocks. And I jumped down like five or six feet onto this boulder, kind of skidded and fell down a little bit within maybe two feet of like, oh, and then it was like 500 feet down. Oh, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, Cousin John's like, holy shit, like jumping down after me. It's one of those bullshit moves that a little 10-year-old rascal will do. Right. That was definitely very rascally. There's almost no gutter balls. Almost it would not have happened. Now, my mommy is listening to this, and she will have nightmares about it because she still wakes up in a cold sweat every time she thinks about it. Well, was she mom, there, or she just heard she about was it? There. She, was, she was there. She was on the trip watching it happen, like, panic clutching her chest. But the view was glorious. And, you know, when you almost die, you appreciate that view way, way more, I think. The, the breakfast the next morning was the most beautiful meal I've ever had in my life. Oh. I've been to the PA Grand Canyon. I've not been to that kind one. Kind of the same thing. It's probably the same. Once you've seen one Grand Canyon, you've <laughs> seen them all. Come on. I mean, we splitting hairs here? Yeah. 
Yeah, I just went out there a couple weeks ago. How was it? Was it nice? Was it huge? Um, Did it blow your fucking mind? It was pretty... Granted, I've not been to the Grand Canyon. I'm sure the Grand Canyon is much more of a mind fuck, but it's not, you know, as far as like a little day trip here in PA, it's pretty good. It's pretty nice. So it's not like... uh, We walk down to the bottom of it. Oh, you can actually walk down into it. See, that's nice. It's accessible. Yeah, you can walk. I mean, it's incredibly steep. It took about an hour to walk down. And then walking back was, it got to be, I don't want to say hellish. Because what's hellish, really? Because what's hellish? But it was, um, it's uphill, yeah, it's, as maybe. you could imagine, a lot harder walking up the, uh, the side <laughs> of a... Uh, of a canyon wall where you just have, kind of have to go, like, go back and forth kind of perpetually just to get up. It's, um, and yes, it's a switchback. They call it's it about is like, yeah. And it's about as like steep as you can go and still be able to walk it. Would you call it up hellish? Sure. Okay. But, uh, no, it was, yeah, no, it's good. It's a nice place. You know, and I like, you know, just like I said before, just getting out to like a nice state park, feel that like open nature pull on every little molecule of your body. It's a good feeling going in all directions. Yeah. It's a good way to spend, spend some time instead of pressing in. Yeah. Expanding out. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, and I just had that in spades, so. Oh. Some good vistas. I took a bunch of uh, medium format photography when I was there. And on I film. just, uh, yeah, I just sent the, uh, yes, on film. I should clarify. When I say medium format, I just kind of assume film. Right. Well, you can't do that, you know. Our but, I mean, I know, listeners. yes, there, there are like 10,000 for uh, entry-level cheapo medium format digital camera. Nowadays, so yeah, you could go that way, but yeah, no, yeah, medium format film. Are they cheapo? They're really cheapo. It's only ten grand for a medium format. It's a lot of them. They're like forty-eight grand and stuff. Well, how much was your um, film? Six hundred. So really, yours is the cheapo. Yes, but also well better. It's the cheapo, but at the time when it came, yeah, yeah. But it's also actually, I think, better because I think, yeah. So without a doubt, I just got a bunch of 8x10s printed professionally. And some of them were digital and some of them were shot on medium format film. We're going to get back into this again with no, it's your, not like, there. But, <laughs> you know, your anger at the pixels, like why the pixels don't conform to how you want them to be yeah there's just some anger there i i don't know i want to love the pixels i am telling you because it's so much cheaper it's so much convenient but i but can't quite and i try it constantly there's a sharpness that you don't like instead of the smoothness of the silver nitrate or whatever the fuck i don't know what it is there's a combination of that and i and i think especially for color especially for color the colors are just right on film. Like, get some Portra. Okay. And shoot a person with that, and it's like, yes, you can feel the heat of their skin on the picture. You cannot do that. I don't know why. I don't know why. 
you can you can look at it and you can feel like that's a person there. It just seems natural. The digital seems like, oh yeah, that's like someone took a digital picture of a person. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Just my opinion, man. What I will say though is what? Nothing. It's nice. Grand Canyon is nice. I took medium format and I just put them in the mail uh yesterday. They get processed. So we'll see if any of them come out. Right. You haven't see that's part of the whole experience. You you don't know what they look like yet. <laughs> no idea. No clue. I uh yeah, I did do a little technique where so I had my uh Sony NEX 5N camera, which is a mirrorless camera. You kind of like compose on the viewfinder. Um, because I, so what I did was. Can I you explain s- what mirrorless means? Yes. Would you like me to? Can you do it now? Yeah. Um, mirrorless. So you typically, a lot of people, I think when you think of a camera, imagine in your mind an SLR or now what's called a DSLR, a digital SLR. In which case you look through a viewfinder through the lens and you see what's there because there's a mirror inside that like you can see what's through the lens through the mirror. And then when you click the shutter, take a picture, the mirror like flops to the side, the shutter opens, it takes the picture and then everything falls back into place. That's kind of like the main way. I mean, yes, there's some other things, range finders and stuff, but um, mainly, you know, this DSLR or this SLR is. Your typical camera anyway. And in the digital world, that was the thing. Like, yes, it was a digital SLR. That's what you used. Recently, in the last couple of years, mirrorless has come in. So there's no mirror. They're like, fuck that. It makes the cameras huge and bulky. And, you know, you press it, the mirror slaps to the side. Like, we don't need that mirror anymore. So is that the sound you're hearing? I mean, you're hearing a combination of the mirror and the shutter. But, yeah, it's like that mirror is a big part of that sound, that distinctive, like, click when you press a shutter kind of sound that you're probably thinking mm-hmm. of when you think of a camera mm-hmm. like like uh like leicas like a lot of range finders um they'll do that uh yeah like a leaf shutter and there's like no sound or a barely imperceptible sound when you snap the picture um i don't like a nice loud sound when no. I take a picture, because it takes you out of the moment, and especially if you're shooting human beings, oh, it yeah, takes definitely. them out of the moment. No, definitely, I agree. Don't like it. Um, if you're looking for a digital camera to and, and to avoid that sound, I'd recommend the uh, Fuji X100 line. X100T is the most recent one. There's the X100, the X100S, and the X100T. It's a digital rangefinder. Um, it's kind of a unique kind of boutique camera, but it's pretty awesome. There's nothing else like it, really. Um, anyway, I used this camera, so I dialed in the, um, exposure on this camera, so I could kind of see as a preview what it might look like. Okay, f3.5, 250th of a second, ISO 100, like, what do I got here? Uh-huh. Well, let's fine-tune that. I'd rather that be, like, 1 320th of a second. Okay, that's better. Then I would, you know, use that, put those settings into the... The film camera, the giant honking medium format camera, and then click, take it. Now, how similar do you think those two things will be? I mean, I I think they'll be very similar. So if that's the case, like, what the fuck is the 
problem with the digital camera. Well, I mean, the exposure will be the same. It's the same thing like you could set. You're just measuring the light. Yeah. I'm getting a sense of what this scene is going to look like. Well, in the old days, what they used to do, I say the old days, people still do this, but like on a Hasselblad, for example, that kind of a sim, which is a medium format camera, which was this system where, okay, it's like you kind of have a body, you could add a lens and you'd have a back mm-hmm. and even like a viewfinder. So it was like this, you, oh, you could mix and match all kinds of things. What kind of viewfinder do you want? What kind of lens do you want? What kind of back do you want? Right. Right. Modularity is not a new concept for God's yeah. sakes. Yeah. So you can even do something like, let's say, have your camera set up and have like two backs. So you could have one back where you're like ISO 400 and another back with ISO 100 or black and white and color or whatever. And just like take off a back, put another back on. You could do that, like shoot a couple shots black and white. You don't have to finish the roll. Just take that back off. Right. Right. Very handy. Put on the next back. Don't go. need to carry two cameras around, just two backs. Right. Um, and so they would make a Polaroid back. So what people do is stage their shot, take it, look at the Polaroid, and get an idea. Like, okay, yeah, this looked good. I liked it. Okay, now let's do it with the actual film I'm going to use that's going to give the more, you know, clarity or detail or whatever else, you know, we'd want. Where you're able to kind of do like a quick proof to make sure what you're doing is like on target. Nothing's getting blown out or something like that. Teasing with, like, bracketing your exposures to, like, hedge your bets a little bit there. It's not quite that, but, you know, it gives you a little idea of of what you're going to get. Well, I mean, you know, you could could take a, you know, cheap cell phone or, better yet, you know, a digital camera from, you know, 10 years ago that only shoots 5 megapixels. Right. But you could dial in the exposures and everything. OK, take the shot. Oh, it's a great shot, but I wish it was 24 megapixels. Right. OK, let me use the other camera for this. But you're or still just, getting kind of this. It's the same thing I'd say with digital and film. It's like, oh, I just took a digital shot of this, but I want the huge, majestic film version of this same shot so I can recreate everything. Or just use a fucking light meter. Yes and no. Oh, what's the no part of that? So with the light meter, um, I mean, you're you're shooting on film. You can dial in the the ASA, mm-hmm. but measure so I the think light. In a studio that would work. Dial like, in your exposure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what the fuck? If I was shooting something, let's say a person, that could work. I could meter different parts of their to see how the light was falling and meter the dark side, the light side, get an idea and decide what to dial in. And I could just be a rank amateur and be. This could be way off. I will not. Well, there's different claim light to meters this, too, like incidental and right. uh, like a spot meter. You can use a spot meter, right? But when I'm taking a giant like landscape, well, you you I have to decide what's important and decide what to do, right? Or you know, even like again, and this could be my amateurness. So I'm in the woods and like light is falling through these trees and there's areas of light and dark. And I can, I've seen some of those pictures of yours recently and they are fantastic. Yeah. So there, and they, then those were digital, but again, oh, I want to nice. play with that exposure. I want to dial it in, dial it up, decide exactly how much I want to get that. Right. So it was the same thing. I was in essence trying to recreate a lot of that same effect, but on this medium format film. And the only way I could really think to do it, other than like a, like bracketing out the wazoo and wasting like hundreds of dollars of film would be, well, not just the film, but film and processing, but would be the, um, 
you know, kind of dial it in on the digital, get it, kind of get an idea of where I wanted it to be. And I guess the reason I mentioned using the mirrorless camera, because as a big viewfinder, it flips up. I can kind of just, I don't even have to take the picture. I can just kind of play with the settings right there. Look on the viewfinder. Oh, this is what I want it. This looks like kind of what I want. So let me shoot that. So let me ask you a question. Um, your digital camera, you can like choose any ISO you want. Yes. You know, from like a hundred to whatever, 6,400 or however the fuck high it goes. Yeah. They go crazy high now. Crazy high now. I think I sent you that sci-fi film that was shot at like 51,000 ISO. Right. Yeah. Like at night. It had a really cool look to it. But how do you reconcile the ISO to the ASA of the film? Do you? No, like, they're the same thing. Like a 320 ISO on your digital camera, you're confident that if you're using 320 ASA film, like that's the same? Well, ASA, they don't use that anymore. That's just an old thing. Okay, whatever. So film Fine. also uses ISO. Fine. So my film... Film ISO 320. Is be, if it's a 200 ISO film, you do 200 on the digital camera, it's the same thing in terms of sensitivity. Now there's minor You're confident in that? Yes, I'm confident in that. Now, granted, film has a little more latitude. Right. You can push it. You can pull it. You can it, push you it can and pull it in different ways. Like, hey, bring it. But if you shoot you raw on digital, expose it. you can also do that. Yeah, but not as much as you can in film. No? No. I mean, hmm. no, not as much. But it's probably negligible. I'm not going to say that's a major reason to use film. But yeah, it, for some people, it could be. Um, the other thing you can do with film, again, is... I can't believe we're talking about film right now, but So this continue. is something that I heard recently. I heard this from a um, professor of photography. I had not heard this, but I guess... So, like, Tri-X, which is, like, this big black and white film. Like, it's the black and white. It's, like, the beloved black and white film of all sorts of people, photojournalists. The Ansel Adams Did film. this thing. Well, it's Ansel Adams, I think, was kind of before that time. Maybe, okay. maybe not. I'm not sure. But Tri-X, well, Tri-X first was, like, it was, like, in, like, 35. It came out around the same time as 35 millimeters started to become popular. It was the big thing. Anyway, so what I've heard about that, though, and what's great about it is, like, you can, it was so versatile. You, you could go out, and this is why, like, for example, photojournalists love it. Let's say you're shooting the Korean War, Vietnam War or something. It's like you're going to be out there, God knows what conditions. You're going to be able to pull some image from it. Mm -hmm. It might be a little grainy. It might be a little too much contrast in some places. But, like, you can pull an image from it. It'll never be too dark or too like totally you know, blown you can out. Push it. You can. You might have to push the shit out of it. You might have to like expose it in the dark room like crazy to like you know get that uh, that that area like exposed. But yeah, you can do that stuff. And so you will have captured the information. Tri X has two different emulsions, so it is simultaneously capturing. Like the low end and the high end. That sounds like uh, modern day futuristic technology, like HDRX, like red cameras. Do, it's kind of like they that. Captured except, two streams of, yeah. but they do it with video, mind you. Right, except where this they came, protect highlights and they do normals, and then you can mix yes. them to your pleasure. Right, and that's what TriX does. Fantastic. 
and but that came out in like you know I think it originally came out. I was surprised it actually like first came out I think in 1938 or something, which seemed way too early in my knowledge. But yeah, that does seem early. But it came. Let's put it this way: it's been out for over 50 years for sure. Definitely, probably 60, maybe 70. But it was, uh, yeah. It, it, so again and again, I look at this because especially okay, I'm like, okay, fine. Color. I cannot get the colors I like out of digital. Maybe that's just because I'm not good enough in Photoshop. I don't know. Probably just I take a, a shot, take a shot with some Portra, and I love the colors. It looks the way I think a photo should look. I might need to adjust it ever so slightly. What did you say? Porch? Portra. What's the. P-O-R-T-R-A, Kodak Portra. That's just the film oh, that I go to, that's color the film. film. Okay. Don't, do, I mean, I've industry rest, terms. Y-P-M-P, come on. Let's, but, um, let's keep it real here. Anyway. Don't throw around all this lingo and jingo. Anyway, we've done a good job so, of talking about the movie, but... F- fucking uh, resolution, though. So, resolution, I want to get back to resolution. I don't sure. mean to... Are, you Not can resolution. continue... No, 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 no. Resolution. resolution. Sure. All right. So resolution. A digital camera has a sensor, mm-hmm. right? And it has w- w- what little, um, uh, not diodes. Um, it has the equivalent of the particles of film. Like there's an equivalent there. Kind of. Yeah. Kind. Well, same way. Like the ISO on your film should match the ISO of your sensor once you dial it, right? Yes. What are those well, pixels? The ISO well, I mean, they're just fucking pixels. It's just a measurement to sensitivity of light. So right. It's just and like saying something's three inches. Like it's a measurement. Sensors, it's a scientific unit. Different sensors have different sensitivities. Yeah, right? and then you can measure that sensitivity, right? Which is the fallacy of the movie convention or movie trope where they say enhance 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 well you can enhance like it is what it is there's only so much information there you get down right to like the fundamental level and here's like a blob of color right it's not even a blob it's like blocks they're pixels well they're it pixels looks but like, not, uh, not, Super not Mario in film Brothers. though but not oh, in even film. With film. Yes, with film. For film, they're smooth, soft these edges. Little, these little, yeah, the grains. They're the softer. Grain. The grains are softer. And I think that's what you're responding to subconsciously somehow. But anyway, that's not my point. I want to talk about moving through space. Okay. Not outer space, like sure. space on Earth. Okay, yes. This is a conversation we've had before, and... <laughs> You know, you'll probably say that's a cute result, just like <laughs> fucking, you know, divisible by three guy did. But I have, we talked about it and you like roundly rejected any confusion I had and told me I should not be confused about it, but I'm still confused by it. Moving through space, I want to go from here. I'm in the middle of this room. Right. My well, it's actually a tractor trailer. I'm hurtling through the southwest right now. There's wires hanging everywhere. Um it's mm-hmm. on autopilot. I hope I don't mm-hmm. crash. But if I wanted to like walk out the passenger side door, like stand up and shuffle my way over and 
propel myself out the door. Yes. In order to get there, I have to go halfway. At least that much, right? So you're in the back of a truck, a tractor trailer. Well, I'm in the the front. I'm just not driving. You're in the cab of a tractor trailer. Yeah. I'm hoping everything's going to be okay. No, I don't want to. I'm going to shuffle my way over, but I can't jump that far. You want to shuffle your way over toward the door, but you don't want to jump out of the cab. Ultimately, I do want to jump out of the cab. Okay, but you're not there yet. Not there yet. You just want to I'm get right the, now. You just want to get toward the door. I'm behind the wheel, and I want to jump out the passenger, passenger side, side. So you door. shuffle along the seat. Now I'm the other shuffling. Door. Okay. Right. In order to get to the door and jump out i need to at least go halfway yes yeah okay i guess so you mean you because guess you so? mean like that's as close as you need to get to reach the door handle and then to propel yourself is that what you mean no no you're overthinking it i, I just guess I, I don't understand here, yeah 100 of the distance we'll say is like six feet it's six feet away okay in order to travel that six feet i need to first go three feet yes. right okay okay sure. it's a, not Difficult. Okay, I have made it the three feet. Now, in order to go the additional final three feet, I need to at least go one and a half feet. At least. (laughs) At least, right? More, but yeah. More, but at least, you know, at least. Yes. I got to go halfway to get all of the way. I'm a foot and a half away. I'm almost there. I wish I was better at the metric system because I'm actually embarrassed at myself for using feet because god damn it meters and centimeters okay so I'm 50 centimeters away now okay now in order to go the final 50 centimeters I need to at least go 25 centimeters right you see where I'm going here <laughs> no I don't but okay sure okay 25 now I'm 25 centim- I've gone halfway Okay, I'm 25 centimeters away. I need to at least go 12.5 centimeters okay. to get there. Half, half, half. You're dividing in half. You need to keep going. Yes. So, I mean, I know this. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. There's like some parable or some... Yeah, yeah, it, go on. Is there a par- I would love to hear the parable because it probably makes a lot more sense than whatever the fuck I'm saying right now. It's not a parable per se, but it's some kind of like a is weird a like thought par- experiment par- from like classical... Parabolic or something. something. Like, well, I'm obviously immune to yeah, any knowledge. Yeah, if you only knowledge. go halfway, you'll never get there. Of course. But you have to go halfway to get there. What, yeah, well, no, you, go, you can go more, but you don't have to go halfway. You can go more than halfway. You have to go at least right. halfway. You have to go at least halfway, always. And then there's always another point where you have to go halfway again. My point is that, like, we've talked before about resolution in particular, infinite resolution, okay. like paint, like paint has infinite resolution. Oh, uh, well, I don't know about that, but continue. Well, I don't either. I, I, I think that's a fallacy. I, I don't it's think it has not. infinite resolution. It doesn't because it's made up of like at, at some fundamental, like quantum level, it's made up of individual particles that can no longer be divided. Right. What I'm saying is that. There is a limit to resolution, whether that's traveling through space or like our eyes seeing things. 
Yeah. There is a limit to resolution. There is mm-hmm. a particle beyond which it cannot be divided any further. Okay. Think about this. What happens if you take a scalpel and slice the pad of your index finger open? What has that scalpel touched? Nothing. <laughs> it just prompted some atoms to separate, but it didn't actually touch any of them. Yes. That's fucking weird. That is weird to think about, I will admit. Yes. If you took all of the matter, like the actual fucking matter, the protons, the neutrons, the electrons of every human being on Earth, and assembled them all into the tightest space possible, they would fill up the size of an apple. I give Credit to science porn on Twitter, which I recommend everybody follow for that little bit. But we're mostly empty space, man. Mm-hmm. That that's pretty much the point. It's just like you know, we we're in pursuit of this resolution, the resolution wars. You know, I'm not but in pursuit of resolution. Not you, not you in particular. Just in general, it's like yeah, more no, resolution. There is, well, there more is this resolution. like stat porn type of idea right right but i mean it's but i don't i never uh i never went along with that well, i'm not saying you did but i think i think i think a lot of people i think you know if you went back five years it was much more the case i think lately people have kind of stopped so it's kind of like well the resolution is so high it doesn't matter anymore and also they're seeing like oh look here's a 47 megapixel camera but its pictures kind of look like shit right right like it, it's like 47 megapixels of shit of like blown highlights and weird coloring and yeah like it's just not the same like meanwhile yeah. i whip out my iphone and snap a quick selfie and that looks amazing yeah well that's yeah that, that yeah i think the cell phone is a, is a good example that's the thing i was in my head too because i got the iphone without a doubt takes the best pictures of any smartphone camera it's Perhaps incredible a controversial statement but i think it's true oh, no. i think oh about, it's it's true yeah. i don't know if do you follow sean kelly on instagram yes did you see that picture he took of his son with the blue sky in the background I I'll have to check. Fuck, man. Is that like from today? Was uh, it on Instagram no, today? It's yesterday or two days ago. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll go and make sure I pay attention to that. But yeah, it's fucking incredible. And yeah, and it works because they pay attention to the lens. They pay attention to actually the software and the post processing. Because really, all you get is this electronic signal, and then you have to decide, okay, how do I actually interpret that into an image? So that right. software that does that is actually really important. Right, the whole thing. Um, it's little nonsense words with like brackets around them, yeah. telling one thing to do another thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh. so yeah. I mean, all those things. Yeah, it just adds up to like yeah, a six. Okay, it's a six megapixel, or an eight, I think it might be eight now. I forget. I don't know. I think it's like an eight megapixel shot, but like it's a like really nice eight megapixel shot. But then likewise, I have a DSLR. Um. Like I was mentioning before, it was from 10 years ago. It's only five megapixels. I think it's actually six. It's like almost, it's, yeah, I think it's actually six, six megapixels DSLR, but it, 
it still takes like it's still like unless you're going to like blow it up and look at the pixels, you can't tell the difference between that and a modern nah. SLR. It's the same thing. You're still using the same lens, you're getting the same depth of field, everything's the same. Right. It's totally it's still to, I would say it's still totally usable today. We're now, not making billboards, so what the fuck yeah. is the difference? And even billboards don't matter because you're not up close at them. You know what I mean? Well, that's true. The billboards probably look about the same size if you're lucky as your smartphone, and not if you have like an iPhone 6S, then they're that's way bigger. True. The, um, that's true. I will say the one thing, and again, to, with, to the point of resolution, is this idea of, like, you know, Apple popularized this idea of the retina display, quote unquote, which, right. you know, is their branding. But in essence, it means like resolution is not important anymore because you can't see the difference if we made it any more resolute. Like, you cannot see the individual pixels. And once I, they, I'm a little uncomfortable with that well, statement. Once they went that way. And granted, it has to do with a, a certain viewing viewing distance and everything else. But I will say this. That's where, like, the 6-megapixel camera doesn't really work as well anymore. Because, okay, you try to look at that at, like, full resolution. And on my, like, 15-inch laptop, it only takes up, like, half the screen or something. Hmm. And then you, like, okay, now I want to see it full screen. It's like, oh, it's, like, blown up, like, past. Like, I can see the pixels now. So you say you can see the pixels in your retina display, huh? I didn't say that. I said I was uncomfortable with what you said. In what way were you uncomfortable? I don't remember. That was a long time ago. That was at least 30 seconds ago. Yeah. So, I'm looking at links for the show because we're an hour into it. We are I'm an hour into like, it. I, I like it. <laughs> Should we play we, the minute? We've done a whole... This might be our... <laughs> we've got a good... We, we kind of wanted to set some records tonight, I think. And I think this might wait? be the longest preamble we've done. No, no preamble. need to go further. Do you <laughs> want to just wait till next time to play the minute? No, 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 no. Let's stick to the script. Let's, let's stick to the thing. Because then so, we're going to have to think about how we number the episodes. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. You know, um, but we can get into some revisits, I think. All right, well, at least do that. So what, play play the sounds of the Big Lebowski now? Well, or do we want to start with the revisit? That's usually what we do. Oh, shit. Do we, do we actually have revisits? Well, you had a couple revisits. Oh, shit, I do. Um, oh, fuck, right. Um, right. I don't know what all of these mean. Maybe <laughs> you know, but... I might know uh, what some of them mean. Okay, I know what um, Indiana Jones being the greatest movie character of all time means. Yes. That's not really a revisit. I'm not sure why Well, it was just something that we section. meant to talk about. I think the last two episodes it never did. So it got it's thrown a, into the revisit section of this uh, episode. Fucking clickbait bullshit, but, you know. Well, who... It was, it was nice that it was the Guardian, but it was nice that... So it's a poll that someone did. I, I don't know who did it, but it was nice that Harrison Ford made two appearances in the top 10 of 100 greatest movie characters of all time, or whatever the fuck it was. Mm -hmm. It's kind of surprising that Indiana Jones was ahead of Han Solo, but because you've probably never seen any of the Indiana Jones movies. Uh, I've heard of them. <laughs> okay. Good. They're pretty cool. 
they don't hold up too well, but they're they made an impact back in the day. So you should check them out. You won't like them. Be kind of like me watching the room now. Like that ship has sailed. Right, right. Oh, there's John McClane on there. Yes. Which um, I, he's I from almost Die Hard. Watched that. I almost watched that. Yeah, that's what it says there. Because in some of them, it just says the character. Like, you, you I don't said know, I guess you it's would just watch if it's a titular it. character or not. No, it's not necessarily true. No, it's not true. It's just best movie character. But you said you would watch that. Well, no, I'm saying the way they've listed them here. I'm not talking about the list. I'm talking about you making promises to me, Brad. Well, we talked about Die Hard. You said you would watch it. Well, I did text you and I said Die Hard or The Professional because you, you, you called me to the man for both. I said, which one should I watch right now? And you said The Professional. So did I did you watch, watch that The Professional. One. How Die was that? Die Hard is next how, on my list. How did you like it? I well, I liked it, of course. I mean, it's just a great classic movie. I mean, yes, it was great. It was awesome. It okay. was very cool. Come on, um, it was very much. I could also tell, like, it kind of took me back in a way because I was like, "Oh yeah, this is what like cool movies were like in the '90s." Yeah, that's a shame that you didn't I, watch it. And I'm not saying that like that was a bad thing. If no, anything, I know, it I a know. Good thing. It's kind of like they don't make like that was just the thing they did back then. Movies were like these fairy tales. That was the thing you did. You made these like fanciful, like fairy tale allegorical type things. Like oh, a whimsical. I don't know if whimsical. A whimsical is. killer shacks up with a fairy that's just trying to spread good luck and together they like form a blasting bond like it's just now, a thing they did in the 90s right where i come from whimsical is not a term that anyone would apply to the professional but, I'm not talking uh, about i mean the i see what you're okay okay no, i mean i see what general, you're saying right? but okay fuck man gary oldman like cracking drugs into his mouth with his mouth upright and massacring a whole family jesus lord but there was a whimsical element to the film also though describe the whimsicality <laughs> like, please to like me. you had the kind of naive professional hitman that's like so good yet he's kind of naive I would call that a human element. I, I don't think whimsical is well, the preferred nomenclature like, here. Um, well, the, then, the, you know... He's the, a person. He's the good guy, even though he's a killer. He is the good guy. You sure. call that whimsical? Well, his whimsicality had to do with uh, the way... Like, they had a whole kind of, like, musical montage showing, like, him and Natalie Portman, like, doing sit-ups and then going and drinking milk together and feeding the cat and then you know she'd water the flower and then he'd be like oh no not that way this is the ha ha like that's like there was this th and then they did the thing where he like dressed up like uh john wayne or whatever I was like uh, howdy pilgrim right okay i like, mean it's surrounded by was kind of horror yeah surrounded by horror though sure okay whimsical but at its heart it was this kind of like weird like you had two people that would never like normally be put together. This killer and this little girl. Yet the little girl was kind of. Oh. 
She was kind of a badass, badass. he was kind of an innocent, naive guy. Yeah. And that's whimsical? Whimsical? That's not the whimsical. Well, okay, it was done in a whimsical style compared to today where everything is like hyper real and like, let's make it like depressing and show how... Playfully quaint or fanciful, especially in an appealing and amusing way. I guess that's whimsical. That's that's 100% what that movie was. Acting or behaving in a capricious manner. I guess that's fucking whimsical. The professional is whimsical. Yeah. Fuck. Well, it does have some scenes of like extreme violence and horror. Well, that's the best way it's to, also number whimsical. one, like really pound home the awfulness of the horror and also like promote the whimsicality of the whimsicalness is to mm-hmm. like contrast the two. Now everybody's getting killed. Oh, but he's John Wayne. Do, 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 do. Look, it's funny. Now it's awful. You, you put them right next to each other. But yeah, fucking whimsical. You're right, dude. I'm sorry. I cannot argue with that. That It's fucking whimsical. Yeah. Jesus movies Christ. in the 90s, especially these kind of like indie movies. I don't know if indie's the right word. Well, but it these was, kind yeah, these like. It was, it was directed by a Frenchman. Wasn't it? Yeah, oh yeah, it was directed yeah. by um, Luke City Lost City Lost, no, Fifth Element, right? He did Fifth Element. Right. Um, That's got some defi- definite whimsicality oh, yeah. to it. Yeah. See that, like, that's got whimsicality, but yeah, the professional's got some fucking whimsicality. Yeah, wow. Luke Besson has done a shitload of things. Oh, he's the shit. I like him yeah. a lot. Yeah, he most recently, I didn't see this movie, it kind of got bad reviews. He did the whole, um, that one with, uh, ScarJo, where she, like, it seemed like the movie Limitless. She had, like, the drugs in her stomach that opened up. It was some kind of, like, performance-enhancing drug that made her, like, superhuman, like, this kick-ass, like, super-intelligent, awesome fighter. Bile? No, she had, like, drugs. Bile's not a drug? I don't don't think so. La Femme Nikita... Oh, this was the that um was right. that. This was um I know this. It's not the one where she was naked and like enticing men to drown themselves no. into the black the blackness of yeah. the non moving water. No. Right. That was substance. yeah, that was one of the movies I lured you into watching, I think. Which wasn't it wasn't as upsetting as fucking Antichrist, but no. Lucy, you're talking about Lucy, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the name yeah, title yeah. of it. Did you see? Um, Not uh, what the fuck was Dog under tooth. the skin was the other one. Sorry, with the, yeah. the glazer dude. Right? Did yeah. I see what? Dog tooth. Is it Von Trier? No. You asked me what movie to watch the other oh, day. Oh, Dog Tooth. No, I didn't. Right? No, I didn't watch Dog Tooth. Well, okay. I, I don't. Was... I don't. I basically take your suggestions <laughs> right. and then I do some. I do a search like. What, like, this is my Google search. What is the opposite of the movie Dogtooth? And then I watch that. Right. So I, well, I watched. Uh, smart. He's just not that into you again, which okay. was great. Thank you for yeah. that recommendation. No, Dogtooth. Fuck you for your recommendation. I'm not watching that. Three teenagers live isolated without leaving their house because their overprotective parents say they can only leave when their dog tooth falls out. <laughs> You want me to watch that? It's really fucking good, man. You know, you and I agree on a lot (laughs) of things, Brad. 
But when we disagree, it's epic. Yeah. It's an epic disagreement. Yeah. True I enough. just saw a, a still from fucking Melancholia just showed up in my Twitter feed from One Perfect Shot. I was like, fuck, that's a movie I watched. I mean, it wasn't as upsetting as Antichrist, obviously, but still it's like, the overwhelming depression and sorrow. Isn't there enough of that in life, man? Like, why do you have to, like, inundate yourself with that? Like, let's have some whimsicality. I know you hate it, but, like, maybe you should embrace the whimsicality once in a while. Don't surround yourself with so much sorrow. Yeah. Jesus, man. Yeah, well, you know, you're right. I mean, that's why I kind of appreciated The Professional, because it took me back... A simpler time, a, a simpler, yeah, more innocent time. Films were whimsical, even if they were, you know, horrible things happened, and then there was this whimsicality to it. Right, it wasn't all just despondency. Like I can't take it; it brings me down too much. Like we're we're getting older, Brad. Can't we have some whimsicality once yeah. in a while? I guess he just wrote Lucy. Oh, he didn't um, actually direct it. Just like the so, transporter. He only wrote it. He didn't direct it. What about Dennis? I don't even know how to pronounce it. Villeneuve? Villeneuve? He's Canadian. No, he did. You know, I'm sorry. He did direct Lucy. I'm just, yeah, don't, direct, I just Luke, don't know. Yeah, I'm just no, IMD being wrong. Luke Besson. Happy I was able to... Boy, that, that got up. a shitty rating on IMDb. Yeah, it did get a bad review. I was kind of I mean, it looked like, yeah, not a great movie, but something I'd like. Did you see uh, Limitless? No. You should Limitless. check that out. And this is not a dog tooth style okay. recommendation. This was a, you know, it stars Bradley Cooper. It's just a regular old movie. Um, it's, not, it's not the <laughs> terrible Bradley Cooper straight to video. Right, with... <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. Jesus. Yeah. Let's not even get into that because, come on. We might have to save that for next time. We'll we're we're we'll running revisit. a bit long. but Well, we should play the minutes at some point. We'll get to it very soon. Okay. Okay, very soon. Um, Limitless. Yeah. This is what I'll Limitless. say about it. Right. Very good movie um, in a kind of like, oh, let me check this out. I'm kind of curious about it. Way like a Saturday afternoon. Let me see this, right, and then it's right. like, whoa, that's like way better than you expect. Like, uh, I feel like I've has, seen this. It has a certain kind of like just Bobby's in it funness wow. to it. Like not fun. I don't know. Fun's not, not quite the right word. It just like whimsical. It keeps that's not whimsical. <laughs> it's not whimsical. No, but it keeps you. It just keeps you kind of engaged, and it's kind of like part of it is kind of like, oh man, like wouldn't it be just awesome if this was like real, like. So is it thing. playfully quaint or fanciful at all? No, I don't think it's that. Is it especially appealing in an amusing way? Slightly. Is it acting or behaving in a capricious manner? No. It might be, it might be a little bit. I'm fanciful. not sure what capricious means, to be honest. I hate to admit uh, that on well, air. But. Fanciful. Whimsical. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, the... Um, Given to sudden and unaccountable changes of mood or behavior, like non-sequitur kind of Yeah, stuff. no, it's not like that. Okay, so it's not capricious. But, but, but you know, Limitless, check it out. It's a good movie. Even though they've now, they're turning it into a, uh, they're adapting it into a TV show on CBS that's in essence a procedural. That sounds like just a bad idea. That sounds bad. But like, we do that. should probably watch Fargo, the television show at some point. Well, and there's that movie, that Japanese movie. 
about Fargo? Well, yeah, yeah. We have That's to check that out, really. too. Yeah, yeah. Why are you so I'm, dismissive of that? I'm not dismissive. It's just we've talked about that before, and fine. I we just did? I don't know about that. Yeah. The woman searching for the buried suitcase full of money. Yeah. Like, treating Fargo the movie as if it were real, kind of, and it's mm-hmm. some quasi-documentary. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I am dismissive. You're right. I am, and I, I don't know why I am. It's supposed I just, to be good. You know what? It smacks of American movie to me. That's why I'm dismissive of it. No, no, no. It's not I supposed to be real. I don't like people playing shit off like it's supposed to be real when it's not. I don't think that movie is, says it's real. I don't think okay. that... The, the character in the movie might be confused thinking Fargo somehow is real because she thinks she can actually go to North Dakota and... No, that's what I'm saying, but I don't think she actually thinks that, but they're playing but it off as if she thinks that. It's not a documentary about her. I feel like they're trying to say she really thinks this way. Really? I just thought it was just, a fictional narrative film, not a like mockumentary or documentary. But I, I got be, that vibe from maybe it. I'm I got wrong. that vibe. I know everybody will argue till the end of days about American movie with me, especially Luke. Hi, Luke. But I didn't like American movie for that exact reason. It's like you're portraying this dude making this movie Coven. Oh. But he's not really like that. He's in on the joke, and they're trying to play it off like he's not in on the joke. And we're going to argue till the end of days about this, but... Okay, it just I got struck it. me. It struck me as, like... Not wrong. Like, make whatever fucking movie you want to, but, like, it was disingenuous to the audience somehow? I, I, I don't know. It just... It rubbed me the wrong way. So I see now. Like, like Catfish. That fucking thing. I yeah, hated I that for the that same reason. It's like, come on. Nobody's buying this, but you're trying to play it off. Like It's like, ugh. I don't like it. It's a mockumentary. It's not a documentary. Now, if they're upfront about it being like fiction, that's fine. But don't play it off like this is a documentary. I hate that. Like, yes, yes. Everything is a fallacy. Like, Everything is fiction. As soon as you put a camera up and point it, like you're deciding where the camera goes, where things are in the fr- right. I get that, but there's another level of deception there that I don't like, and that's that's what makes me dismissive of that weird Fargo documentary. Does it make any sense? Yes, I get it. And so what I see now, I'm understanding it now, is that it's not necessarily a documentary. But it's a it's it's what could be it's a quasi like reenactment. It's a quasi true story. Well, that's what Fargo claimed at the beginning of that movie, but you know nobody believed that. Right, this is based on true events. Like, so this is kind of the same thing. Yeah, where they're doing again. So it's too much to read now, but I guess there's some urban legend. Like in 2001, there was. A Japanese woman found frozen to death. Really? Who, and the story goes, yes, this actually was that she was searching for the suitcase of cash from the movie Fargo. Now, whether or not that's true, I guess is debatable. But this is based on this kind of urban myth that this happened. Is what I think I'm seeing without like reading in depth here, like while we're recording 
because I had no idea that there was. I just thought it was a like a made up again a whimsical story. Like oh, woman thinks Fargo's real and comes to America to go find the oh. suitcase. Oh no, I knew there was an element of truth to it, which is what kind of put me off. I didn't realize there was an actual woman who was frozen to death, but I knew there was an element of truth. Like some woman thought there was money and like tried to go find it. I didn't realize it ended mm-hmm. so horribly. It yeah. makes me like it even less now. But I guess the cop there, I don't know. I can't really follow this story I'm reading. It's kind of nonsensical about it. But So that was our revisit of Indiana Jones being <laughs> the greatest movie character of all time. And the dude... The dude it makes, makes that list. list. He, He's on the he, top he, ten, number, number 10, ten. Just squeaks right? in. Just squeaks in. The Big Lebowski's the dude, one of the greatest <laughs> yes. movie characters of all of time. All Hell time. yeah. Hell yes. Hell yes. Way to I go, would Jeff. Put him maybe higher above but some of these people. Maybe some of those people. Like I wouldn't put him above Darth Vader, who comes no. in at number nine. No, but no. I would put him above number eight, Fight Club's Tyler Durden. That's toughy. I mean, That's Tyler a Durden's toughie. a great character, but I would not put and the don't dude forget, is two much characters. more lasting impact and staying power. Spoiler alert: he's two characters, so he's both of those guys. Yeah, don't forget. True. So that's like, yeah. But, it just says the Joker, right? Which Joker? Everyone says Nicholson, Ledger. I mean, which one? And number so maybe, four, Bat. Well, I mean, I guess again, that, that's them. two people. Then again, just like Tyler Durden, that's two people. So they've got like twice the gravitas behind this character, right? Well, it's weird. So number one is Indiana Jones, right? All right, we all know who that is. Perfect. Number two, James Bond. Right. A singular character played by multiple actors. Right. All right. Also, sure, fine. You can't really say what movie he's from. It's James Bond. Three, Damn. Star Wars is Han Solo. Right. Well, why right. did they have to qualify that with Star Wars is? I think it might have to do with the fact that Hans... I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that same thing. I think it might have to do with the fact that... Again, my first theory is that it has to do with, like, titularity. Like, Indiana Jones is... The name of the movie is Indiana Jones and the blank. James Bond isn't really the title. But it's a Bond movie. But it's considered... Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. Star Wars is Han Solo. But number four is just Batman. Batman. Okay, he's a character played by multiple actors that are in different continuities, but all as a whole, that character is just a great movie character. Fine. I, I guess I can go with that. See, number five being Aliens, Ellen Ripley, that's the fifth best movie character of all time? Not Hal? You know, which is not even a person? Like, Hal? Come on. Yeah, I mean... You know what's crazy is... Not that Harrison, this is just some poll, so like, what the hell right, do people right. know? What does it matter? But what's crazy is, like, Harrison Ford could have squeaked in a third time with Deckard from Blade Runner. You know, he didn't, but like... Like, if this was, like, the top 20 characters, he might be in there three times. probably be in there another time. 
Then you got, uh, what, six is the Joker, seven is Die Hard's John McClane, because he can't just put John McClane, because, what, nobody would know who he was? Then he's not a top seven character, is he? If you have to qualify it. Come on. Fight Club's Tyler Durden, Star Wars' Darth Vader, and number ten, The Big Lebowski's The Dude. There he is. All right. Fantastic. Nice validation. All right, so that was a revisit. That was the first of several revisits. <laughs> um, so we did Sandy Koufax some disrespect. Is this true? I don't know. This is what you said. Uh, I don't know why I uh, said this. I'm not sure why. I mean, were you talking too much smack about him? I may have you talked... giving him the respect due for him, for his amazing uh, legacy I, as a baseball player? I think I did not. I mean, he was inducted... At, into the baseball hall of fame at age 36 like years younger than we are he's in a hall of fame youngest player ever inducted into the baseball hall of fame Mm -hmm. i mean that's pretty incredible he there's no way he's still alive born in 1935 no he's still alive according to the wikipedia holy shit he's he's only 79 he's only 79 well, well his career ended at age 30. So that's how he ended up in the Hall of Fame at 36, because he, his career was cut short because, his, because of arthritis in his left elbow. He's like the Beatles of baseball, you know? He retired before he was 30 or at 30. Yeah. And yet was, like, the most dominating figure of his time. Mm-hmm. What have we done well, that's unfair, right? But <laughs> why is that unfair? We need to do more. We're not living like our good friend, the Spax, told us. Tony Spax. It's like his career is advancing. What are we doing? We're just kind of like jiggling around in the in the goo, Brad. Come on, yeah. we could do better than this, can't we? Gutter balls is our crowning achievement so far. <laughs> so far, right? Well, well, there's, it's just the beginning. It's the first jewel in a new crown. All right. We're maybe starting a little late. We're late bloomers. Okay, I guess. Um, I don't know what very special water means. <laughs> did you write that or did I? <laughs> I wrote that. What does it mean? That's our last revisit. Can we get through <laughs> so, the revisit? Yeah. <laughs> So this, very this is technically water. not a revisit, okay. but, but I'll address it any, anyway. <laughs> so I wrote this in here yesterday. Very special water. Just because it was something that I thought might make some good uh, good content for the podcast. Although now I'm not so sure. But, you know, and I was like, you know, usually sometimes we're not. We don't have a lot to talk about. So, oh, here's something I might want to talk about. This very special water. This water was really special. So I made this note to talk about it. And here we are an hour and 22 minutes in. We didn't start the minute yet. But I'll still go on and talk about some very special water. Please do. So I was at Starbucks yesterday. Oh, they do have some special water. No, 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 no. This was not Starbucks water. Oh, my sister-in-law insists on getting all her water from Starbucks. 
Okay. Uh, like, I thought that's like where you were going. Like from the bottle of water? They're like, they have that brand, I forget what it is now, of their no, bottled water. No, just the, like from behind, like they have the little like sink thing where they... They have a sink thing and they pour it into a cup and then she drinks it. I must stop there on our way out to wherever we're going. Let's get some Starbucks water. Okay. Holy Jesus, you got a sink right in your house. Okay, whatever. So, I thought that's where you were going, but you're not. No, 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 no. So a table over me. So I went there to do some work for a couple hours the other day. And the table across from me, there was four people. That's where you go to do work. Starbucks. They got free Wi-Fi. They got mm-hmm. Paul McCartney. Yeah. You know, Sometimes there. you need a change of scenery. Like it really helps me work getting a good change of scenery. There's some scenery energy. And, yeah. There's a feeling of energy and movement and shit yeah. getting done. No, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's just the festive atmosphere. It almost yeah. feels like, hey, I'm doing work. No, I'm not doing work. I'm just hanging out at Starbucks. Right. And I'm getting some work done, too, and that feels great. But really, oh, look I'm just at hanging this. at Starbucks. It's awesome. I got some work done. There's soothing browns and greens, all these earth tones, and I got work done. Yeah. Fucking A. I didn't great. even notice it. Yeah. No, I love it. Wi-Fi provided by Google. You just can't beat it. Yep. So, I was at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. The table Do- over from me was... An interesting crew. I wasn't sure what was happening. That that I could just tell, though, like from the moment I walked in, little people watching. That there was some energy at this table. I wasn't sure what was going on, but there was some strange energy. Hmm. And, you know, and so I'm sitting working. But every once in a while, I kind of look over, just be like, "There's well, something weird is happening at this table. I don't know what it is." Just a glance. You're These not four staring, people are like inspiring. Right? I'm not sure what's going on. And not staring at them. They did have this G- so this big jug of water there. Mm. Hmm. And it turns out they're talking about this water and how awesome this water is. Is it very special? Uh, well, that was my words for it, right? I think I think these people considered it very special, but they're all talking about how special this water is. Like, not to profile them, but how many were there, and what were their genders? Four people. Okay. One man and three women. Okay. Okay. Um, the guy was talking about flesh-eating bacteria. Right. I hate those fucks. How you could get that, and it's rare, yeah. but it could happen, and it starts eating you from the inside out, and first it eats your eyes, and you go blind, and then don't, it, like, eats your fingers. Yes, don't swim in, you know... Uh, fresh water, especially right. in the summertime. Well, apparently, you just never know. You gotta be careful what water you drink. Oh. You wanna make sure you're drinking some of this very special water. They had some there. So and, this is not just like, like it going up your nose if you dive into a swimming hole. This I mean, is like I you drink really the water. Again, I only got bits and pieces, but I'm just kind of inferring, right? I don't know and what kind of authority this guy water. is. Here, have some of this water. Drink it. It's the special water, right? The, to uh, other people? No, just to them on that oh, table, just, right? Okay, I think, okay. and and then the you know the one woman was like, oh, you know, I had all this joint pain, but then I started drinking this water and like went away. I wonder. No, I know this water. And, and I know this woman, water. It's it's distilled water. Well, I'll get to what it is because I okay, at the okay. very end figured out what it is. But yeah, and the, you know, this other one, some you know, oh, but it, you know, and how, like, you know, bottled water. Oh, that's like the worst. You got to watch out for that. You don't know what you're getting. The one's like, oh, I know bottled water. I'll never blah, blah. You know, this is a water centric conversation they're having. They're all they're doing is talking about the water and they have this water here. And I think 
So at first I thought the two people, the man and the the man and one of the women were trying to sell the water to the other people. I try to convince them like buy in like, oh, just buy a subscription, you know, for just a hundred dollars a day. We'll give you a new jug of this water every day. Like something. Right. You know what I mean? Like it was some yeah. type of. Sure. Pyramid schemey water mm-hmm. sales pitch. Get in on the ground floor. But the no, other Luca. two people were like into it, like really into it. And they were all dressed rather professionally. So then I started thinking like, well, are they all just four water salesmen getting together to talk about like how great the water is just because they love it so much. Like on their off time, they're like, oh, let's go to Starbucks and we can even spend 90 minutes because they were there probably for, well, I, they were already there when I got there, but they were there for about 90 minutes while I was there. Can you describe the packaging of the water? Um, it looked like, so imagine one of those, um, like a water cooler you'd have in an office. That's pretty big. Well, imagine, so imagine one of those jugs, but then imagine it shrunk down up to about a quarter size of that. So like a... With a little handle then. Like a self-feeding, like, cat water thing. Like they have those, it comes up there and the cats lap the water out of it. Yeah, I don't think it's quite as... I don't think, I think it was bigger than that because the ones I've seen of those have always been rather small. So it's pretty big. This was still pretty big. It wasn't giant like what you'd have in an office. Like, oh, you're going to struggle to pick it up. But it was like a good size. Bigger than a like a gallon jug of milk? Bigger than a gallon jug of milk, yeah. Wow, okay. It was okay. maybe, I, um, you know, I never thought about, so if a jug of milk is just a gallon, but a so, gallon. oh, no, okay, yeah, no, never mind, fuck it. Yeah, I would say maybe it was, um. Two gallons. Two gallons. Perhaps. Two gallons, perhaps. That's pretty yeah. big to have on your Starbucks table. Yeah, it was pretty big. And it's um, heavy, like if that's filled with water, very special water, yeah. that's pretty specially, very specially heavy. Water's yeah. heavy. Why is everything so heavy in the future? <laughs> yeah. Is there it, a problem with <laughs> the Earth's gravitational pull? The, um, the, we know that at least. Yeah. The, no, yeah. So eventually they left and all like, oh yeah, well, they're all happy. And just the energy, This it was very like Stepford. Very Stepford special lives. energy going on there was a very special energy some very special water i was highly amused by it it was um, almost like a scientology type energy where they were all it, like yes. thousand yard stairs like into this yes. this is the thing that we are into this very special water right okay. and so i when they left it's i cultish. was able to see the name the kind of branding and the logo on the jug of water this is what and i'm so most interested I in googled it yeah and it was As all you do. like and I won't, I don't want to, you know, again, get in, just like with Scientology, I don't want to get in trouble. They'll end up suing me. So I won't ah, necessarily say the name. On. Come but on. I Googled not? it and I just got all these like videos and pages like scam, scam water. This is why this water is a scam. This water, does it really work? No. Like <laughs> that was all the, the results. What, what was it supposed to do? Like what, what, what did they say it would do anonymous cheetah? Um, I'm not, well, like I said, I think it just cures everything. Like, it's way better. It's kind of like, you know, like a lot of these fads people get into, where it's just like it starts to become the like, oh, I don't have colds anymore, and I lost 20 pounds, and my arthritis went away, and I had diabetes, but not anymore. So because what I will- humans are meant to drink water like this, this like 
water that's anionic that comes naturally from rain and blah 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 not this like stuff that sits in a pipe like that's horrible sure that's what's actually that's the problem that's why we have cancer and all these other problems yep if we knew what caused cancer we would probably get rid of it but what i will say is that if if you and this might be apropos of your situation, but if you do suffer from chronic joint pain, especially in like the knees, distilled water will help that. But it's just distilled water; it's nothing fancy. Like you just get right. it at the grocery store. Yeah, but well, it's again, just free of all the like minerals. Like it doesn't do anything for you. It's just distilled, and it's like somehow yeah. it like flushes out your joints, and it does help with joint pain. Yeah. Well, this was apparently uh, alkaline water. Oh, that is big right now. Yeah. I have and, some in the kitchen. And it was a... Um, and I, I believe what they were trying to ultimately sell is a machine that would make it. Gotcha. A super expensive machine you could get from your home. If you like want to be hardcore. <laughs> and it'll make it'll make this water for you. And hopefully that water needs to be stored in very specific bottles that we can provide to you yes and they can only be used once (laughs) right that's how i would do that (laughs) um that was the last revisit do you want to play the minute let's do it all right here we go bam what the hell happened Where was she, man? Visiting friends of hers in Palm Springs. She just picked up and left. Never bothered to tell us. Well, I guess the fucking Nihilist knew where she was. Jesus, dude, she never even kidnapped herself. Who is this gentleman, dude? Who am I? I'm a fucking veteran. No. That's who I am. You shouldn't go in there, dude. He's very angry. Hi, man. No, she's back. No thanks to you. Where's the fucking money, Lebowski? A million bucks from fucking needy little urban achievers. You are scum, man. Who the hell is he? Who am I? Who am I? I'm the guy that's going to kick your phony gold freaking ass. All right, there we are. There we are. Well, hmm. Where's the money, Lebowski? Now, isn't that something? He says it. What a turn. So we've got two of these sparadings going on. We've got... Where's the fucking money, Lebowski? But we also have, right at the end of the minute, I'm the guy that's going to kick your phony gold-bricking ass. Yeah. So we've got, where's the fucking money, Lebowski? And we've got gold-bricking. making. And we, a, and we have the where's the money, Lebowski, which the dude delivers with a certain gusto and emphasis. It's almost like he knows he's doing it. Like, right. Like, this I'm, is something I need to. I'm going to turn the tables to. on you. Everyone's <laughs> been asking me. <laughs> Right, because this is something that's, like, burned into his psyche at this point. Like, he got his head dunked in the toilet, almost drowned. Right. He got waterboarded, basically, while the blonde treehorn thug, Jacob from Lost, is saying, Where's the fucking money, shithead? Where's the money, Lebowski? So it's like, this is something that's been rattling around <laughs> in his drug-addled skull for a yeah. long time. He's really relishing that. Um when they show up and he's in the tub? 
no, no, they don't say that. I'm saying that, but you can sense the hesitation. Yeah, in I'm not I, sure. I, I, I'm almost positive they do not say that. This is where we need to, like, if only we had a... If only we had we some had way some to... some preparation. Preparation <laughs> or a way to... Well, I'm checking it out right now, so you keep talking and I'll let you know. All right, you let me know. I'm way back with the duty officer Rolvag here. That's his name? Duty officer Rolvag? Yeah. We talked We're... about that, I think, way back Roll in episode bag? 56. Yeah. That was like two years ago, man. I don't know. But um, no, I don't think the Nihilists say that, but you'll find out. But two instances of sparroting. We got gold bricking, which I Walter don't think. Walter is not privy to. It's one of these examples where right. it just Walter's jumps not characters. privy to that. It's just the, the dialogue's jumping around. It's flitting about in the consciousness stew and things are coming to a head and you know they're they're just spouting off Where is all these the money, lines. Lebowski? We want the money, Lebowski. Do they say that? Yeah, that's the first. That's what he says to him. He drops the marmot in and says that. Where is the money, Lebowski? I knew they said. Yeah, he doesn't we say where's the, the fucking money. money. Okay, but he does say where is the money, Lebowski? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so this is a threefer. Wow. Now I'm starting to wonder if anyone else asks. <sighs> Like, does Jackie Treehorn right, say that's it? Exactly. Does Jackie Treehorn say wiggly penis Lebowski. I <laughs> right, forgot they said penis. that. <laughs> your wiggly penis. We're going to have to go back through this movie. I think we need to do a second run through. We, we might have to. We might so as well much. just restart now before we get to the end. Why bother Start going all the, the beginning way? To get us ready to get to the end. We have missed so much. I This, it's a kind of thing that wakes me up. In well, the I mean, we didn't night. miss that much. We've just forgotten it all. I think we missed a lot. Even like episode or two ago, like I look back and I watch it and it's like, damn it, I didn't even notice that or I noticed it but forgot to talk about it. There's too much. And again, it's just like thinking about how many man hours went into the creation of this movie. We're not even close. Like one, like, like Carter Burwell put more time into this movie than we have put into it in this podcast. Just that guy alone, you know? How many hours are we into that, it now? 150 hours or something? What is that? Like 40 hours a week, that's, that's what, four weeks? You probably put more time into it than that. Yeah, possibly. No, you're probably possibly, right Possibly, you know? That. And like, but we feel like we've done this great thing, like, look at this big endeavor. We've really accomplished... No, we haven't done shit, man. We haven't done shit. We haven't even put in as much work as one person who worked on this movie. I think you're right. Unless you double it, because technically there's two of us, so that would be twice the man hour. Maybe we've put in more time than Carter Burwell if you double the hours. Because there's, there's two of us, but... I mean, barely, like, really? So we really haven't done much... We're just getting started. <sighs> so then Walter says, where's the money to little Larry? No, the dude says it. I don't remember. Something, but they have to say that to him when they're bracing them. He does. He does. He, he says, where's the fucking money? I don't know if he says fucking. Yeah, I think he does. Because that was what we were talking about. How in essence, this like 40 year old man is cursing out a 15 year old kid. Do you realize the dude is basically... 
how old we are now in this movie. Yeah, no, I'll go with that. I'll own that. I'll say that that, that actually gives makes me feel kind of good. How does that make you feel? Good? I don't know because the dude's really cool. You can still be cool. <laughs> it can I, be like a throwback to is he, something he, from twenty years ago. He's not cool, <laughs> cool. though. He's cool to life. us. His character is cool, but if, right. you, if you experienced him in real life, he's not cool. Well, we've He's talked a, about that. But again, that's right. the difference between the whimsical take. This movie was made in the 90s. It's whimsical. He's a whimsical stoner, quasi-homeless deadbeat. And he's great. He's whimsical, lovable, right? If this movie was made today, it would be like this hard-hitting piece about social dysfunction. and. So as long as you listen to Gutterballs, the podcast, you and I seem cool. But if you know us in real life, we're really like dirty, broken down, middle-aged pieces of shit. Right. I can own that. All right. You're right. I can own that. Where is the fucking money, you piece of shit? Or something like that. What, it, a little Larry? Is that what he That's says? That's the little Larry thing, yeah. You're killing your father, Larry. Um, yeah, so they, So this is like the central question to the whole movie, right? What, where's the money, Lebowski? Yeah, or where's the money, X? Right, where's the money? They did whoever. do where's the money. I mean, Maude might even ask him that at some point, theoretically. So who does have it? She, not verbatim but she does address the situation but not verbatim well i'm just wondering if we missed it if we're that amateurish yeah maybe are we that capricious perhaps is this a whimsical podcast yes i think it is and, and you with your distaste for whimsy am i the one Where bringing do I the get whimsy taste for whimsy what harry is- potter you don't like the whimsical elements to Harry Potter. It's what turns you off to them. Um, don't you? It, I'm not saying I'm not you said. Off to the Harry said, Potter movies. It's, it's got a whimsical nature that turns me off. I don't like it. I That's may use said. those words, but it doesn't mean I don't like all things that are whimsical. I just kind of like away from that whimsy. Well, you did like the professional. Which is whimsical. Yeah, but that was whimsy in this 1990. But granted, like the first Harry Potter movie came out in like 2000, so. No, that was the 90s, wasn't it? I don't think so. No, actually, I'm positive it wasn't the 90s. What? I thought for sure it was like 98 or something. No, we would have been in college then. No. Right. No, what was I... the first one? Sorcerer's Stone? Uh, yes. Uh, let's see. Harry Potter. Now we're just... This is what we've got. But no, I'll tell you, I know it was because I watched that movie with Christine and um, we were dating and it was definitely after 2000 then. Hmm. Oh shit. 2001. You're right. thought for sure that was the 90s. Seems so shitty. The effects were so bad. Um... The mystery of Thurston's carrier. Okay. Why does Walter have a carrier the first time we see Thurston when he's proven to not give a shit and let Thurston wander around 
inside bowling alleys outside that's true well i don't know anything about uh thurston's carrier but i do know i have listened intently to thurston's sounds this minute because he did make the weird man sounds earlier which is one of the few times we actually took the effort to and i say we it was really adam we took the effort to actually play that little audio clip interjected into our uh, talking and it was very bizarre. So Thurston made this sound. It, sounded, it was just obviously, it sounded like a man just going like, something like that. And I was listening closely. Well, Thurston makes a ton of sounds in this minute. He's back there going, making a weird little, they do sound, none of them ever really sound like a man. They do sound like uh, a dog. So I got to give them, I'll give them credit for that. They did some good dog foley here. Um, I mean, yeah, if you really pay attention to it, uh, you start to wonder just about the nature of this and the nature of humanity and caninehood. But ultimately, it never devolves into full-on man sounds like it did strangely in the bowling alley. Um, And it is kind of hard because you're also listening... uh, there's um, a naked Tara Reed kind of going uh, la 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 tra la la day day uh, back there. Uh, Brant is picking up the uh, the clothes, but yeah, well, watching Thurston through this minute is pretty interesting. He kind of like, you know, he's an interesting little companion for them. He's at their feet. He's Kind of when they double, when Walter double backs, doubles back to uh, Brand to be like, I'm a fucking veteran. That's who I am. Like the dog kind of stays with them and turns back around and goes with them. I really think so. The dog is used twice. So originally in the uh, bowling alley scene, there's the tension with Smokey and uh, Thurston is there barking, barking, yipping, yipping there. And again, it adds that uh, tension to that to that uh to that scene and again we have the same thing here which we're gonna see in a in an upcoming minute just how thurston again adds um to the chaos of the scene so it's um yeah it's one of these things that just adds the certain kind of uh pepper to the film i like I it ca- i call it a firecracker element yeah, it's yes, exactly. We've been over this, but we've been over yeah. that. But yeah, back when in the smoky scene, yeah, it just adds that uh, that extra bit of uh, jump jumpiness, like jumpiness. Yeah. Yes, like as the tension is rising, there's also a dog yipping, and the yipping is becoming greater and greater and greater, just adding to the like. Okay, two guy, the guy has a fucking gun out and is threatening to shoot. Meanwhile, the dog is just yipping, yipping, yipping. Yeah, and, and like it's a tea like, kettle, like starting to go off. That's kind of more like the old, old school way of doing it, right? Right. It's building that tension, and it's like something that distracts you a little bit. And then now you look over at that, and then bam, you look back over at the thing that's actually happening. But then you get a little distracted, and then you have to look back over, and mm-hmm. it, it's adding confusion and tension and anxiety to the scene. Yeah. Well, there is a, so in this, did you notice this in the audio when, um, when Walter's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. No, I'm trying at the to car? exactly when it happens, but when they're in, they go into the room with the titular Lebowski, 
He says, here, I'm going to listen to it right now. Okay. And he listens when, when he goes, who the hell is he? And Walter's like, who am I? Who am I? He goes, who the hell is he? And then there's like a sound. Whoa. Like, and I don't know what it is. It's kind of like the room tone shifts. I'm not sure what's supposed to be motivating it. But like it kind of the room tone just becomes like higher pitched. Like maybe it's supposed to be like wind outside. I, I don't know. I'm listening to it now. Oh, weird. How about that? For once, I snagged a little audio tidbit. Yeah, you know, what's weird, though, is it, it like, kind of fades out within the same shot. So, if it was a room tone shift, like, they couldn't quite match the room tone, maybe it was shot at a different time or something, you would think that would happen shot to shot. Right, right, yeah, no, no, it's definitely not like a shot-to-shot thing, and and the way it's very gradual, right? Yeah, and then it it fades out. It's like a thing, it's like some type of sound. Well, did you notice when Walter and the dude, well, the dude opens the doors to the West Wing Mm -hmm. here, or whatever, there's a very epic, like, whoosh. Yeah, no. Yeah, I've definitely noticed that. Same sort of sound. Not exactly the same, but similar tone, timbre. Yeah. There's a lot of epic sounds here. Yes. Um, Who is he, dude? I'm a fucking veteran. That's who I am. (laughs) Because all things come back to Vietnam for Walter. Yeah. Um, I... We're jumping all over. Who gives That's a shit? Fine. That's fine. The fountain. The fountain. The the car. Bunny's car. So a couple of things about this. The car's all rammed up on the edge of the fountain. Um, It kind of looks like one of the jets of the fountain is like squirting against the side of the car. And right. going off all cockamamie. Yeah. But then there's one screen right that doesn't seem to be hitting the car. But it's jutting off, and like you can see, it's spewing outside of the circumference of the um, bowl of the fountain. Like it's going right, into right. the no, I see what you're talking driveway. About. So, well, there could just be extra pressure or something in that from the car shoot, blocking from the off, car one blocking of them. or something. Yeah, Maybe. then forcing that one to be too big. So here's what I really want to talk about, though. Okay. Number one, I think the airbag has been deployed in Bunny's car. If you look at the driver's side, it looks like there is an airbag. That could very well be. It's kind of deflated at this point. Right. Yeah, there's something there. So, a couple episodes ago, we see Bunny drive past the dude like pell-mell, pedal to the metal, as it were. Just after he gets kicked out of the cab, she goes zooming by into the weirdly empty streets of Hollywood or wherever the fuck they are. Blasting Viva Las Vegas, and we see her um, non-excised toe. Viva Las Vegas! This song is blaring and pumping. Here we are. She has crashed into the fountain, and that song is still going on. Viva Las Vegas! You would infer that 
She has driven past the dude when he got kicked out of the taxi directly to the home and crashed into here, and that song is still playing. Because it's movie logic, again, so there should be a reason for everything. Yes, you can make a realistic case that, like, that's her favorite song. She's probably got a mixtape where she has dubbed it, like, 20 times on each side, so that's the only song playing. But we know she's got a fairly eclectic taste in music. She was listening to fucking Esquivel, you know? True, true. Um, So in movie logic terms, and this goes back to me saying, like, there's, they, I, I swear, like, they shot this, and the screenplay was written in a particular order, but once they got into post and they started editing, I think they mix and matched some of these ending scenes. I think they moved them around a little bit. So I think maybe originally, like, this shot of the car up on the side of the fountain with Viva Las Vegas blasting still was supposed to go closer to the scene where the dude got kicked out of his car, kicked out of his taxi. Um, I don't, I just don't see how that's possible. Well, it's not possible. It's not possible. That's why they redid it. They saw like, this isn't working. We need to like space things out differently. But why would you have the same song playing? The car's lights are on. I mean, not that that has anything to do with it, but like the same song, like you made it, you could have been playing any song. Well, the song is there. Just to say, this is Bunny's car. Just to remind that this was that same car we saw. Yeah. That's all. That's the only reason why they did it. Okay. It's just coincidentally, like it could be a mixtape and maybe there has 40 different songs on it. And just coincidentally, it came back around to this one. Hmm. But it, but it could be one of these things also. Like you could be right. Like in some sort of drug-addled state, like she seems to be in, she's just like, oh, I just want to hear that song again and again and again for the whole six-hour drive back or, or however long, right? Just well, As I'm she just was going a pedal to the metal through the blackness. Well, and the other thing so that's also is... possible if you don't like believing in uh, coincidence. The other thing is. She was visiting friends of hers in Palm Springs, right? Mm-hmm. So Palm Springs, California, California, is east of Los Angeles. Now, the dude... So Bunny was on her way back from Palm Springs to north of Los Angeles, where the Lebowski Mansion is. But the dude was coming from Malibu, which is northwest. So how would Bunny have passed the dude on her way back to the house? Charlatans. But the other thing is, like, so she passes the dude when he gets kicked out of the taxi, and then he... Who knows? Fucking walks back to his home. Who knows how long that takes? For all we know, it's the same night. Has the intercourse with Maud. That probably doesn't take too long. Walter picks him up. Still nighttime. Still the same night. So maybe she went and got some tacos. And then, like, circled back and went back to the home. Because it seems like a long time ago, but 
really, it may not be that long ago. That well, she might not know. Well, you're right. I mean, it's the same evening. Who knows how long? May not be that long. You're right. And also, they could also explain why she drove. If we want to make a logical explanation for these things, and we feel the need to do that, you know, she could be driving crazy. Oh, I crazy. do feel the need to do that. <laughs> she could be feeling crazy. She'd just be driving crazy all over Los Angeles, not knowing where the hell she's going, picking up tacos, whatever. So good fucking tacos in Los and, Angeles. And that's why it takes her longer to get back here. And that's also why she was driving on in a direction and on some road which she never should have been on. Well, excuse me, going from Palm Springs to uh, right. She was confused. She had a bit of the confusion, yeah. I left when I stayed out in Las Vegas. I, my cousin, we call him the Enforcer, Cousin John, Uncle John, they had a motorhome parked, like, in the back. They had a pool back there. Oh, it was fucking awesome. But I got to stay out in the motorhome. Oh, okay. Like, by myself. It was, that was oh, that's the best. Awesome. There was a little TV with a... VCR, I could watch movies. We rented movies. I that, rented Young Guns 2. Because I like nice. the first one, you know? I'll make you famous. I got the bedroom back there. You know, I got my own shit going on out there. Your own little pad. That's, that's really awesome. But then, we were going to return Young Guns 2, but we didn't. We, I think, went to the grocery store or something. I put it in the back. Um, The back. Uh, it melted in the sun. <laughs> Right to the point that you just couldn't return it. Oh, yes. It was a shriveled little mass oh. of, like, plastic. So did you, like, just never return it? Did, well, we went did, to return it, and they were like, that's going to be $98. Well, right. Exactly. That's what I was expecting. Okay. So then you were like, no, we'll just keep it another night. They just never came back? or I Somehow they were like, oh, you're lucky. It just went off the new release list or something, so it's only fifteen dollars. <laughs> it's like a hundred dollars to replace a VHS tape. Like, what the fuck is That's that? It's a racket, man. It's the content they have on it. I do remember movies. Like, if you wanted to buy them, not just rent them, they were like sixty bucks. Jesus, on VHS? Yeah, I mean, this was, granted, this was back in the, when this stuff was, like, early in this technology, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, back, yeah, like, back when you would have been 11 or 12, like, it was like, yeah, like, there was, you don't, you didn't buy movies, like, no one did that. So who could afford that to? That was for, like, the serious collector only. <laughs> Like <laughs> on VHS, the worst medium of all time. Because it cost, it cost like almost ten bucks to rent a movie. Did it ten dollars? Well, it wasn't ten dollars to rent a movie, but it was like they'd run a special, like twelve dollars for three movies, kind of yeah, a thing. Like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, or yeah. you can rent one movie for five or six bucks for five or six bucks. Yeah, right, right. And you know, in the eighties, now you just buy it for that cost practically. Right, right. Or you just spend $11 a month and you can watch any movie you want at any time. Yeah, being in the content industry is just not a good place to be, per se. No, you got to be in the widget industry, I guess. So I just remember looking back there, I'm like, oh, shit, I left it in the back of the 
car. And again, that's a Nevada hazard. Right. You don't really have that in PA the same way. Do you way. remember they used to have warnings on the cases, like the plastic cases you would rent? It'd be like, don't leave this in a car. Do you remember this? I kind of do. They would have yeah. little labels like, don't leave this in direct sunlight. Mm-hmm. Because it will melt, and then you'll owe them a hundred fucking right. dollars. Well, I remember there was one that said, like, if if it's cold, like, let's say you have it in your cold car, and you bring it in, you have to leave it in your house for at least ten hours before you play it to let the temperature equalize, or else it's going to heat up in the machine, and there's going to be condensation in your VCR right. that might, like, wear it down or faster. Right. Well, or short out your fucking VCR, which probably costs $200. But yeah, like, don't leave this in direct sunlight. Don't leave it in the cold. I just remember, I never thought about that. You could just put it in your car. You're on your way to the video store to return it, but maybe you make a detour, you forget, you leave it there, and all of a sudden, that just cost you $100. Because you left it on the equivalent of your car's poop deck. Next time on... Gutter balls. I've seen a lot of spinals, dude.